You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Sharing Socks, the first edition after the no-hitter slash toe-hitter game. Uh, and we get to talk about that a little bit. I'm uh, Southside Sox due geezer Lee Allen. With me, my son and West Coast correspondent, Will. And behind him, a picture of Carlos Rodon being uh, masterful, which he was on Wednesday, right after uh, we uh, did our last show was not so much on Tuesday night, but he gutted his way through. I'm I'm of two minds on that. I mean, he obviously didn't have much. Uh, five walks, 110 pitches in five innings. What bothers me is that he was allowed to throw 110 pitches. You know, he threw 114 in the no-hitter, and obviously you leave a guy in for the no-hitter, even if it's 214 until something happens. But leaving him in to throw 110 this time, when that 114 was to the day, two years from the last time he'd thrown 100 pitches. I'm, you know, and I, I know he has extra time coming up because the masterminds who scheduled Major League Baseball gave us two days off in a week. And then, then you'll go something like 18 straight days somewhere in there because of this stupidity. But I, I just, I know he got the win. Um, but boy, I would have liked to have seen him just kind of maybe just do four innings and ninety pitches and let her go. I I mean, I obviously of course that would have been fine as well. I don't really have a problem with him going that long. Um just because that's what we need to expect from him every time. And I realized that, you know, it, it was a long time before the no hitter that he had pitched that much, but 
He made that look easy. And honestly, he was throwing 97 in the fifth inning. So oh, on the second game, yeah. I, di- I didn't feel like he was he was hurting. Um, he was just kind of loosening up as the game was going on. I'm I'm glad he didn't come out for the sixth, of course. Which uh, Jason Benetti was even unsure if he was going to do that, um, or at least pretending to be unsure. One and, batter, I think he had a lefty coming up. Yeah, exactly. And so I actually think it was a good move. I, you know, sometimes you just got to let these guys pitch and. When you go out and throw a no-hitter, unless you're saying, I'm tired, you deserve to, to stay in the game. They never say that. They never say that. You can, a guy can throw 286 pitches, and the manager comes out and is, is, says, uh, well, I think it's fine. No, oh, I got it. I, I got this guy. I mean, it's, they're major league pitchers. They, they don't give up. And, and if he was saying that while throwing 91-mile-an-hour fastballs, it would have been different. But he's throwing 97. He didn't look beat. Or anything. It, it to me, it, it was actually a pretty good outing post no hitter, post first no hitter of your career. Uh, they they did put up a graphic during the game of guys' first game after the no hitter, and it was pretty common not to be real sharp. Yeah, I mean, you just you're exhausted in, in a lot of ways, more mentally than anything. I think um, because even after 114 pitches, he he. Didn't seem tired really at the end of that game, but you're mentally exhausted. You're you're going out there in this case in almost the exact same scenario, which is also very strange. Um, and you know, I I I definitely think that that he he had a good first game back from no hitter. His ERA is still just point four seven or something like that. He's That's behind precisely. only Corbin Burns, uh, in Milwaukee. He's having. I don't know, the greatest season of all time uh, at this point. And interestingly enough, a guy that we were in sort of vague trade talks with involving Cody Hoyer earlier. Uh, and boy, did we freaking miss Whoa, that one. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? We were also going to have to give up Vaughn and Madrigal and that I that trade oh, was very briefly. It, I don't think it was ever seriously considered, but... Uh, I would have happily given up all of that for Herb, Corbin Burns. Can you imagine this starting lineup if you take Dylan Cease out and put in Corbin Burns? Holy crap, that's a World Series team. Oh, I should I should point out, I, I forgot to mention right at the opening, I was going to, this will be a moment of silence while I turn around here. What do we got? Burley? Okay. I, I don't have a Rodon shirt, so this is the closest I can come is to wear a Burley shirt today. You're left-handed, and you're only one number off, so that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty darn good. Um, but I was actually really pleased with Rodon um, yesterday. Here's what I'm going to talk about in yesterday's game, and I texted you about this a little bit. I've tweeted about it. No one else on earth seems to care, but I do care, so we're going to talk about it. Is this BS of giving up on on Monday, down six runs in the seventh inning. What the hell are we doing bringing in position players down six runs in the seventh inning? I mean, last night, Cleveland's down six runs in the seventh inning. They could have won that game. They were. A they would have won it if, if, if uh, Josh Naylor wasn't an idiot. Absolutely. They, Josh they... Naylor is a total idiot, and we can thank him for two things. He, he saved the no-hitter because... Everybody knows and is taught from Little League on you run through first base. It's faster than diving. It's enough faster that he beats Jose to bet. Great play by Jose, not to un- undo that. 
but Naylor should have been running. Then he sticks out his right arm. Yeah, that was the weirdest. Nowhere near the base instead of his left arm, which also beats Jose at that point, and he saved them. Then he jumps up and is really ticked off and screaming that he got called out. Well, and then the one last night. The thing I'll say about Naylor with the with the play at first base, he deserved to be out. He deserves to be made fun of. That honestly, the ball hitting the toe didn't piss me off. You you I can you can argue that doesn't take hours, me off at all. You can argue for hours that uh, what's his name? What's the catcher's name? Perez. Perez. Um, Perez. Yeah, you can argue for hours that that he could have gotten out of the way. It's a slider. How the hell do you know? The big thing for me is that slide into first base. That slide into first base down by eight runs or whatever is so, one, stupid, as we said. (laughs) But also, that is a blatant garbage move to try to end a no-hitter without earning it at all with no chance of winning the game. And we are very fortunate that Jose Abreu is playing baseball. get hurt without a broken knee or a torn yeah, meniscus. Very much. Because that way that his leg buckled, you I mean, they talked to Rodon, and Rodon says, my biggest concern was Jose's going to be hurt. And it was that bad looking of a thing. It was an incredible play by Jose. I'm not absolutely. saying he have done it. He absolutely should have done it. He did it. That's the kind of guy he is. He, he is just great. But, man, but what really makes me mad – is that we are throwing position players down six to a team that is expected to be last in the East. I get that they're first right now, but come on. The Yankees are going to win that division. This is just stupid that anyone thinks otherwise right now. And the fact that we gave up in the seventh inning? Are you kidding? Why are you acting like this game doesn't matter. You can win a game down six runs in the seventh. And I realize it doesn't look great, but if you don't think you can score six runs in three innings, then you shouldn't be managing a Major League Baseball team. We should not be giving up games down six in the seventh. Down 12 in the seventh, okay, sure. That seems kind of far-fetched. Bringing in a position player down six in the ninth, okay. Yeah, I still don't love it, but okay. But this crap, this... And this is all Larusa. This is all Larusa. Why the hell are you giving up a game in April? I mean, you're talking about a sport where this division could be decided by one game, and you're telling me you're going to give up any time that you are within six. You're going to give up any time that it's a six-run lead with nine outs to go. I mean, this is just an, it's just crappy managing. It's crappy baseball. A big part of me wanted to see Cleveland come back and beat the crap out of us after being down six in the seventh, because that would have really Boston, but yeah. Oh, you mean last uh, night? Yeah, last come back. Night. yeah. And you know, yeah. of course, I didn't really want that, but a part of me was like, if Cleveland comes back and wins this, Larusa should be fired, because that means that we gave up a game that we absolutely should not have given up on, and I, I am actually passionate about that. I could not believe it when I saw Yerman Mercedes pitching 40 miles an hour in the seventh inning of a major no, league. Oh, the Yerman was, 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 was pitching up into the 70s. It was, it was uh, Mendick who was throwing 40. I think he even threw an 81-mile-an-hour pitch. So. Yeah, he went into the 80s a couple times. And honestly, I'm not upset about the way Yerman pitched or the way that Danny Mendrick pitched. 
<laughs> they they weren't our worst pitchers of the day. However, you know, come on, just because Giolito has a bad inning doesn't mean that the game is over. We we acted like that game was over after the first. That is shameful. That is crappy baseball, and that is not a team that deserves to go to the playoffs. They got to change that mentality right now. That is unacceptable. That's my rant. Okay, you brought up something, and I'm going. I just want to interject and defense of Roberto Perez. There were some people going, "Oh, you got to throw it, Perez. You should. You should have been like that. You should have gotten nothing." What you're doing, it's a slider, a very good slider, because Carlos Rodon is a very sharp slider. You're taking a take a batting stance. Anybody who thinks he should have gotten out of the way, take a batting stance. Now, take your weight forward as if you're going to swing, but no, I'm not going to swing. So your weight comes back. Your weight is on your back foot. You then have, with the weight on your back foot, maybe at most two hundredths of a second to figure out that the ball may hit it. Move your foot two hundredths of a second. Go ahead with your weight on it. Thing. You can't do it. There's no and way Perez gets it. Don't know that the ball is going to hit you. That's no. the other thing. This is a slider from one of the currently best sliders in baseball of of the 2021 season. I mean, we have seen incredible sliders. How the heck does that guy know it's going to go off the tip of his toe? Also, you know what hurts like hell? A ball going off the tip of the toe. <laughs> there is no way. It, this wasn't an Adam Eaton pretending I'm I'm getting out of the way, but actually extending my arm brace so that you you hit yeah, it. I, I mean, if you want to if you want to complain about people getting hit by pitches, Eaton to me is almost criminal in it. Oh, he's not, he's not, not only does he wear the armor on the elbow, which a fair number of guys do, but he lets the flap come down. So that he doesn't even get hit on the armor. He gets hit on the little flap and gets to take that should not be allowed. I mean, that should absolutely be banned. If you're gonna wear the wear the armor, you have to wear it tight around your elbow. The, and that's the, our guy, and he does it. And I'm glad that he's playing very he's hitting very well anyway, and doing very well and helping the team. And that's great because not that many guys are hitting. I still don't like Adam Eaton. And I and I think that's a cheap play. It's it's absolutely cheap. I, I think it's ridiculous. The umps have lost all courage in terms of calling people out on that. You saw someone get hit by a pitch from from Mendick or your mean the other day that was going yeah, 60, 61 miles an hour. 61 miles an hour, and, and the guy lets him take his base. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. This is getting <laughs> out of hand. It is ridiculous. Um, that being said, Perez absolutely – I have no problem with it. A big part of throwing a perfect game, you can't hit someone. He didn't move into the ball. The ball moved into him. It hit him fair and square. I I think there's nothing to even complain about. The no-hitter was amazing. It was so cool. I mean, talk about an exciting thing. You hit a guy, you ruin the perfect game, but you still get the shot at the no-hitter, and you do it. That is so exciting, Rodon. I mean, what what a performance! And and it was and, and it it wasn't. I mean, there were a couple nice plays, but it wasn't one. And you have no hitters of this nature, where there were just amazing plays that saved all kinds of things. There are a couple nice plays. Obviously, Jose's at first base, helped by by Naylor, um, Leori, uh with a nice grab. Uh, but by and large, he just mowed him down. Yeah. I mean, he he looked incredible. And 
I honestly think we're going to see that Rodon again in five days. I mean, I, I uh, think seven days in this case, uh, he does have extra time because the day's off. Yeah, which is great. And I, I mean, I expect him to come back rocking it. Um, I, I was really pleased with yesterday. I, I think yesterday could have been a train wreck. It's really hard to pitch after a no hitter, especially when you're, you know, still kind of getting used to pitching in the big leagues. Um, and he did a great job. I'm sure if we look at Phil Humber's perfect game, I, I bet the game after that he gave up 47 runs or something. Of course, like Phil Humber's career was over after that. So, right, yeah, he, he just was never there again. Although we saw him pitch after that, and he did okay, but we saw him pitch uh, he, didn't, he didn't do okay for very long. Um, now tonight we're we're recording this Wednesday, early Wednesday afternoon, with a game at. Five o'clock central, and we're right now around twelve thirty central. The pitcher for <laughs> the White Sox tonight is the old TBD, and I guess you have to be TBD before you can be TBA because you can't announce until after you're determined. <laughs> uh, interesting. Um, they brought up. Alex McCray, I would not be the least bit surprised to find out that McCray is the starter, uh, but he'll probably be somewhere in, in the mix. The bullpen, other than Evan Marshall, who seems to be recovering from an awful start, has looked like crap. So uh, a bullpen game is going to be a very difficult thing to get through. I would guess Mr. LaRusso will earn his millions of dollars. Uh, today if he manages them to a victory because the bullpen has just not been sharp at all. Well, then we just got to hope they don't go down by six because that's when TLR throws in the towel. So, <laughs> um, honestly, I've, I've obviously Tony has made just a slew of terrible managerial decisions this year. He has been a shell of his former managerial self and Sunday or Monday's just absolute rolling over and dying in a game that was not over is just a terrible sign of things to come with him. Um, it's just complete delusion on, on how to win a baseball game. I'm, I'm really mad at him. If you can't <laughs> tell, Tony, come on the pod, defend yourself. I know you won't because you're a coward, but that's okay. Um, anyway, moving on. I guess we should take a break. Let's take a break. I'll cool down. We'll come back. We can talk a little bit about hitting um, and hope that we get some at some point. Although yesterday was okay. But yeah, uh, we will be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. Thanks for listening. Geezer, go ahead and uh, steer us somewhere. I thought I, I thought we got helped in the in the uh, the Tuesday night game a lot by Cleveland and and even my write up I said this Cleveland's usually a very smart team because they're managed by Jerry Francona I think they're a stupid team uh, Naylor particularly but they threw Steve Stone is up in our box and he's just an announcer he's a great analyst of pitching but he's an announcer the guys on the Cleveland bench should know this that Yuan Moncada. Let's say one for 38 against breaking pitches. I may have that number wrong, but that's approximately right. He cannot hit a breaking pitch this year. He's just not doing it. And they threw him a fastball, and, and Snowy goes, well, that's amazing. I'm, I'm just shocked they threw him a fastball in that. That's, that's a real mistake to do that. And they threw him another one, which he laced into the gap for a double. And that set off the four-run inning that ended up winning the game. Without yeah. that double – with Mokata just making an out, even a double play, that inning doesn't happen. So, so it was Cleveland's stupidity to throw two fast. And it's not like they had a guy who couldn't control his breaking pitches. He was controlling his breaking pitches better than, than his fastball. So I, and that was just such a dumb move. And thank you. And that helped you on stay at an even 200 batting average. Um, Jose, of course, had a great night with two homers, including a 458-footer. I mean, he, and he, had a, he had a third hit, came after Moncada's double. Um, so he broke out last night. Let's hope that that's not just uh, an odd night and that he is starting to warm up. He technically does need to warm up, but it's strange that he warmed up on <laughs> sub-zero windshields or whatever it was last night. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he started hitting okay. Uh, Luis Robert is wonderful i mean he's yeah. he's just smacking the ball all over the damn place timmy since he, he came back from the aisle fantastic so we've got some guys who are fantastic um uh, uh, timmy and and, and louise i i mentioned and and of course you're me um we've got also magicals hitting fine he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do put the ball in the play all the time and he's hitting 300 i think or maybe even a little over so you got four slots there, and and Eaton I think has slowed down a little, but he's hitting fine. No, nothing to complain about with with Adam Eaton's hitting. But that leaves that's five spots in the lineup, and then if Jose is around, okay, uh, then we're suddenly becoming a hitting team. But this idea preseason that there's not a weak spot in this lineup, we're top to bottom, we're great. Okay, one opens up because of Aloy, but then it gets closed up because of your mean. This is not a top-to-bottom hitting team. We've got bunches of guys hitting in the 100s. Uh, Vaughn is Vaughn is down there. Moncada is barely at 200. The two catchers, uh, Grandal got the homer last night, which raised his average into the 140s, maybe 150. Collins is hitting a very Collins is 129, as usual, spring training, not nothing. He is catching better. I think his defense is definitely better. His hitting is just what it has always been and apparently always will be. He's not a major league hitter. Uh, uh, very big disappointment. Disappointment in Leori. Uh, Leori is in Leori is in a really tough spot. Uh, he has to turn it around right now because he's going to lose his job. 
he is just going to straight up lose his job. He is playing the worst we've seen him play. Um, I mean, he had a nice defensive play during the the no hitter, but you know, we are we are not seeing anything from Lurie that we needed Lurie to be doing, and what we and what we had faith in Lurie doing. I don't even know if we can trade him for anything at this point. He no, is he's got no value. Bad. That if he doesn't turn it around here, he's going to be out of the major leagues in a couple months. I, I do firmly believe that. we have. He has just looked completely lost at the plate. Completely. All these bunts that he's doing, which I'm sure were on his own. I'm, I'm sure they were not called bunts. And they were both popped straight up in the air. Come on. If you're going to be a guy who bunts to get on, which I think is a good thing. I know there are people who say you should never bunt under. I think to bunt to get on is a very good thing uh, if you can do it. But you have to know how to bunt. Stoney's pointed this out too. He doesn't bump right. He drops the head of the bat. You're you taught from the bat. time you're time you're in coach pitch. You don't drop the head of the bat if you're bunting. Uh, well, it's because, and the reason you drop the head is you are sending the bat at the ball. That's not what. You yeah, you're not. You're, you're you're not catching it. You're supposed to exactly. catch it. That's a whole like you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, Stoney yeah, he's, he's got the, the virtue that he can play anywhere, and they need that. He can't play great anywhere. <laughs> That's the other problem, is he's not looking great in the field. His arm is looking very weak on a lot of throws. I, I'm really not impressed with anything I've seen of him overall in terms of defense. His hitting is terrible. I think his, his major league career is... is in trouble, and I don't like saying that because I like Leori. I like that we had this sort of weird wild card player who was kind of good. Um, Zach Collins, I think, needs to be done. He needs to go back to the minors. Jake Lamb, I think, needs to just be out of here. Nick Williams needs to be out of here. Um, it, it's just shameful. Andrew Vaughn needs to Wait, go. Williams is gone. Grandall. Uh, I mean, Grandall is... I don't know. I don't know what you do with them because right now I would say trade Grandall. But Grant, who wants Grandall? He's hitting no. One he's fifteen million dollars a year for the next two hundred fifty years. Nobody's nobody's taking that. Exactly. Uh, and I'm surprised because Larusa does seem willing to gamble on some things defensively, like putting Vaughn into into left field. I am surprised that Mercedes is not yet caught. Even why Mercedes, he should have come in in that game. If you're going to say we're seven runs down, let's let's try some weird stuff. He should come in to catch. Agreed. Totally. Uh, he was not, I, I don't think he's a great catcher by any means. Could he be adequate? He throws people out. He's but, done that in both the spring there, trainings that he's been around. He throws people out like crazy. Bringing so Mercedes control base runners. Catch is not the same as bringing him in to pitch. Bringing him in to catch is something where you could actually discover a useful thing for your baseball team to win games. Bringing him into pitch is quitting. You know, I love Yermin. I think it's so fun that he went to pitch, whatever. I, I'm not really interested in position players pitching, but uh, I totally agree. Yermin should have been moved to catcher. We got to see if someone can catch. Because what does Grandall do? He's, he's playing Little League behind the plate, too. These, yeah, you know, I mean, Tuesday, two, two. Catcher's interference, Holy a wild pitch that should have been blocked. It wasn't a rough one, and a pass ball. Uh, Insane. Yeah, it's terrible behind the plate. And then I saw some defenses of, well, the catcher's interferences are include coming up everywhere because of the emphasis on framing. I'm sorry. If you frame a low pitch, 
the best you have done, if you are lucky, is caught the umpire to make a mistake and gotten a strike instead of a ball. If you catch his interference, you've put a guy on first base. There's a difference in the damage done in those two things. You know, it's crazy. That, I mean, his, his defense is awful. And uh, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's but a, you can't get rid of all your catchers. You need them. <laughs> I, so I, somebody's got to catch. I can't believe we're sitting here dealing with the problem of Yasmani Grandal not being able to hit or play his position. I mean, this is insane. We're, we're giving $15 million to a guy who's a waste of space right now. And even <laughs> yesterday. I, I, I thought last night, and it kind of took me, our guy hitting an important two-run homer. And it kind of ticked me off his look because he hit that homer. And, yes, everybody does a little thing when they hit a homer that they know it's a homer. But his look, and maybe it's just his face, but his look was of such arrogance. You're hitting one 50. How arrogant, and, and you've blown a bunch of plays this very game. How arrogant can you be? Hit the home run, flip the bat if you like, smile like you're really happy you did this because you haven't done it, and I go mean, about your game. I, I love the bat flip when somebody crushes a home run in a key situation and it goes to outer space. I think it's great. You oh, are. Yeah, go for it. You're getting paid. But when you're talking about a ball that for a minute maybe was going to stay in the park, <laughs> yeah. the right fielder went back like, wait a second, is this even I a- may have this, yeah. And it, it ended up being out by a couple rows. But, like, that that bat drop, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is the guy who gets up and is like screaming cuss words and cheering after sacking the backup quarterback down seven touchdowns <laughs> in, in the fourth quarter. It, it's the same type of celebration. Yasmani, you can celebrate when you learn how to catch again. Like this is this is just crazy. celebrate was fine. I was fine with celebrate. If he, he wants to do a backflip and jump up in the air, he should be celebrating because he hasn't hit a damn ball all year. Sure, be really happy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad for you. But that look of <laughs> come on! Oh my gosh! And he does it every time he hits a left-handed home run. He always, he always does that. But the problem with this one was he really didn't get all of it. <laughs> and that was, I mean, if you're gonna gloat, you gotta earn it. You know, when when Timmy hits his walk-off home run or whatever and slings the bat and cheers, he earned it. He earned it. He went up there and won a baseball game. Or if somebody hits a ball 484 feet, you earned it. <laughs> that That's <laughs> a remarkable feat even for a pro baseball player. But to hit a very sort of routine two-run homer while you're batting one, at that time, probably 139 or something, I mean, come on, dude. Like, they... The arrogance there is really troubling. And then to just go out and screw up a whole game, I mean, he is just a disaster. I, I don't know what we're going to do. I would love to see Yerman catch. I, I think they got to try it. They got to see if we can have someone behind the plate. Collins, of course, caught the no-hitter, but I don't buy for a second that he actually was the reason that happened. <laughs> um it's just a no, but I, but I do think he's a much better catcher this year. He, oh, he's better looks, for sure. He's, he looks much more confident back there. The, the, he is not getting a constant stream of wild pitches that really should have been blocked. That kind of thing. I think I think he's much better. The hitting, though, 
I, I just think he's not a major league hitter and never he, will be. He's previously a liability. He's not a liability anymore, but Grandall is, and that is crazy to me. I mean, I don't know if that is just no work ethic, if that is, you know, just not taking practice seriously. I don't understand how Grandall has gotten so fundamentally bad at baseball for this season. It's it's wild. It's like it's a reminder of his World Series a few years ago. I mean, it right, yeah. This it's just crazy. It's really disappointing. And you know, we've got some good stuff happening. Like like you said, Luis. I mean, Luis looks like Luis is great right now. Great. I was texting with Bill Mankey, who's from Southside Sox, and we were both just saying, you know, he's figured it out. I I honestly don't think we have to worry about him again. I wasn't worried about him before. Because I just knew he was going to learn. The guy is just so naturally gifted at this sport. Well, and he's he's attacking early now. Yeah, it, it, a lot of first pitch, not first because they're not throwing a first pitch fastballs anymore. So maybe he lets the first one go, takes the second pitch somewhere. But he get he's attacking early enough that the wipeout slider, which for him is just a total wipeout. I mean, if you got the two strikes on him, you don't even have to throw a good slider. You, you, it could be halfway up the first baseline and you count him. So he's not getting two strikes very often. Well, uh, that's, and that's, that's a big key. I, I think I texted you that last week. I was like, if yeah. Luis doesn't start jumping on the first pitch, his season's going to be like this. It's, it's going to be terrible because even though they'll throw him sliders on the first pitch, they're throwing him in the strike zone and he can actually hit a slider in the strike zone. As long as it's not, yeah, it's not like he's people against a breaking pitch. As long as it's not like a beautiful slider, you know, he can, he can hit a slider in the strike zone. The problem is he can't tell when they're not in the strike zone. <laughs> so if he gets two strikes, he's just done. No one's going to throw him anything anywhere near the plate. And I, I think it's so great to see him coming out there, jumping on it. the first pitch or at least the second pitch. He's not letting himself get two strikes. He's not letting himself get behind. I think we're going to see a, an over 300 season from Luis Robert, hands down. Hot take of the day, I think we're going to see a 300 season from Yo Moncada as well. And I know that he is struggling to start, but man, when he hits it, he's on. It's just a matter of getting used to those breaking pitches again. Last year, we kind of have to treat as a rehab assignment, and he's still coming back from that. And, you know, we're seeing some, honestly, some really solid third base play from him. Oh, uh, yeah. No, defensively. Defensively excellent. Yeah. He has gone from a guy who, you know, he's made some mistakes this year, but he has gone from a guy who it was like, well, we've got Mankata at third because where else do you put him? He's fine. To now it's like, oh, no, Mankata is becoming an elite defensive third baseman in front of our eyes. And the fact that he's getting better at defense makes me feel like the legs are coming back. They are there, and we are, we're going to see him start to unleash. And I don't think he's going to see a fastball for a while, so they're going to have to <laughs> – well, except tonight against Cleveland, he'll see only <laughs> fastballs for some reason. Um, we are going to see him have to have to get back to hitting yeah. breaking balls, but we've seen him do it before, and he can do it again. I'm not worried about that. Question: Adam Engel is supposed to be back end of the month. Adam Engel has to go onto the the team. He has to be one of the 26. He's he's too important. Yeah. Who goes out? Vaughn. I mean Vaughn right now. You you send him to the. Yeah, I, I, I I I I although boy last night that play he made saved the game. The play he made against uh, Jose uh, Ramirez. That was wow. 
Yeah. That, that, that was beautiful. I'm not saying that Andrew Vaughn isn't a Major League Baseball player. I He's think a Major League first baseman, but we have one. Exactly. <laughs> we just don't have a place for him right now. We messed up the service time thing, but sorry, I don't have sympathy for Reinsdorf losing money in that. I don't, I don't care. He needs to go back to the minors because if he gets his real work, I think he's going to be an excellent Major League Baseball player. But the dude has only played single A. You throw him in left field, <laughs> where he actually, where he's never played. He Apparently, actually, he played at summits when he was in Little League or something. He actually played left field okay for a guy who's never played. He did, and is thrown out there for Major League Baseball. I, you know, I was a pretty good fielder in my heyday. If you put me in left field in Major League Baseball, I can tell you exactly how many balls I'd catch. Zero. <laughs> if every single one was hit to the spot I was standing in, I catch zero of those. So he's he's done what he needed to do. He kept us alive, but I don't even think it's let's get rid of Andrew Vaughn to give the White Sox a better chance. I think it's you send Andrew Vaughn down so that give he- Andrew Vaughn a better chance. Because yeah. right now, you're actually only hurting his long-term career chances. You're not letting him build up to the majors like he deserves to get to do. And I think you send Vaughn back down when Engel comes in because Vaughn, the minor leagues will be starting back up. You need you need Vaughn in the minor leagues. You you send him to AAA. You don't send him all the way down. You, you give him a real shot. No, no, Charlotte. Absolutely. You send him to Charlotte where he will probably rake – he will probably get his confidence back up. You can give him reps in the outfield if you want to, but also, you know, you can start preparing him as our first baseman of the future because Jose's not a young guy. I mean, he's still great. We're not getting rid of Abreu anytime soon, but we need to be looking at what we can actually use Andrew Vaughn for and not just think that, oh, he was a high draft pick, so he can come in and play Major League Baseball for us. In, in a way... The incredible success of your mean Mercedes is what messed up this whole concept of what the White Sox had. Yeah, because you did sure. not expect Mercedes to come out and hit 600 for a while and hit 400 now, 18 games into the season. You expected Vaughn to be the designated hitter, so he'd get regular playing time in a situation he's comfortable with. He can play first base, so Jose can do some DHing and rest his aging legs, uh, which were in pretty good shape. But still, give, give him some time there, even though he doesn't like it. Him occasionally DH, um, and but now because you can't get Mercedes out of there <laughs> because he's hitting incredibly, I think sooner or later the league figures out something with him. He's already slowing down a exactly. little bit from the unbelievable. I mean, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but I I don't think that your mean thing is is going to make it this season. I I really don't. I I think. I think it's going to be a really tough decision at some point in June or July where we say bye to Yermin and he. I I, I, know. I, I, th- I think it should be preceded. That decision should be preceded by Yermin catching. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. If he can, if he can get behind the plate and show us that he's actually valuable there, then you absolutely keep him. You keep him. Then Collins him. is gone. And you send Collins down. Because Collins right now is he's not offering us much of anything other than okay work behind the plate. Um, but I I do you know when when your mean started so hot I was like oh this is so fun this is so great and this is gonna be heartbreaking. <laughs> I I don't think he's ever gonna be bad. He, he's he's a good hitter. His it's not that he's getting lucky on hits. He's he's a smart hitter. He's he's 
adjusting intelligently to what pitchers are throwing. He's going to hit well. He's not going to hit 400, but he's, he's, he's going to hit solidly. But it sure be nice if he did that as a catcher. I'm going to, and this is, I'm not being a negative Ned here. I'm going to say your mean ends this season hitting 225. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to go 280. 280? Yeah. If, hey, if, he hits, if he's hitting 280, he, should, he definitely should make it the whole year. Because uh, we don't, you know, have a ton of guys who do that. The big concern for me too is just, uh, and we'll we'll wrap up here in a second. But the the big concern for me too is the our on base percentages are just terrible. Um, well, and 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 that's a little misleading on the plus side because we had those two games with I think between them nineteen walks. Yeah, because I mean, they put and and they weren't brilliant. Oh man, they staved it off with fourteen foul balls. It, it was all pitchers who couldn't come anywhere near the plate, so you didn't have much choice but to take a walk. Uh, our, they're doing much better on walking in normally, but our only I, over four hundred is your mean, and our only one that is above the there's one at three fifty one. Luis is at three fifty one. He's heating up. Eaton's at 262, a lot of which has to do with being hit by pitches, I'm sure. Um, and after that, I mean, it is really, really weak. It is some bad on-base percentages, some really bad ones. I mean, you got Nick Madrigal, whose who's on-base percentage is 350. He's hitting 283. If, if Nick Madrigal is hitting 283, his on-base percentage has got to be higher than that. It's got to be higher than that. The guy only has – he's three feet tall. He's only got four walks. And I realize – That's that's a walk every, what, 15 trips, something like that. And and he's tiny. And he he puts the bat on the ball every time. So that means he's going to be seeing a lot of stuff that's not in the strike zone. So give him credit for only having two strikeouts. Credit where credit's due. He's amazing at not swinging and missing. However, four walks for your little second baseman – who has no strike zone, leading to a 350 on base percentage off a 283 batting average, that is not good. That is something to keep an eye on. That is not where we need him to be. Um, and, you know, I, I, I still have a lot of hope for this team. I, I, told, uh, I told Bill yesterday that the ALCS I still absolutely think is going to be Yankees-White Sox. Um, we're only 18 games in. Uh, I mean, come on. Oh, no, no. I, I think I think we're going to win the division. And I didn't think that at the beginning, but I think it now, uh, despite the various negatives that we've had, especially the bullpen. Bullpen worries me a lot. Uh, the Twins have already had COVID problems. That means that they're going to go into the season with double pl- double headers all over the damn place. That's just grinding. Even if they're seven inches, seven inches, seven innings. Uh, yeah, that's just grinding you down. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the the COVID stuff still going to be a, a big factor throughout this season, and um, I I agree. I actually wasn't sure, but now seeing Rodon and you know even seeing um, Cease not be great by any means, but I do actually think we're going to see more improvement from him as we go. I do think the bullpen is only going to get better. I, mean, I do, however. Uh, to go back to the name we haven't mentioned, I, I worry a lot about Keiko. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I said before, he was always my biggest question mark in the rotation going into this year, and he remains that. Um, 
But, you know, we'll see what happens. And if we end up playing a bunch of seven-inning games, then Keiko becomes a little more valuable because you're only going to throw four or five innings, but that doesn't matter as much if you're playing seven. It uh, doesn't matter nearly Same for Cease. if you're playing nine. Uh, same for Cease. So we actually, there's your doubleheader, guys, right there. <laughs> Um, but we got to wrap it up. We have gone long today. Sorry. We is a very passionate episode of sharing socks. Um, uh, enjoy the game today. I'm so excited to see TBD pitch. He is, he's been like one of the top people in our farm system for- scheduled over and over and hasn't had a chance. <laughs> I know. He's always there and he gets scratched at the last second. So I'm just excited to see him. Any final thoughts, geezer? No. All right, then that's all we have for today. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Sharing Socks.